Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 28th of October 2011. For newcomers, as always, I suggest you make use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll find hundreds of audios for download for free. And you'll see a whole bunch of sites there, the official sites I have listed on the com site. Uh, you can download on any of those sites. If you find sticking on one, try another. And also, they also carry transcripts of all the talks that I've given for print-up in English. If you want transcripts in other languages, go into Alan Watt Sentinel, sentinel.eu and look for the variety offered there. Number two, you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't uh, have sponsors. I don't, um, I can have them if I want them, but I don't. Uh, I don't give you gimmickry to bring in cash. I just say it like it is. And uh, if you want to keep this going, you can always support me by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from your post office, the same price as a regular uh, post postal order. And you can send cash or you can use PayPal. But you'll find out how to do it at the cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. And across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and again, you've got PayPal. Now, straight donations are also certainly welcome in this day and age of uh, hyperinflation, because that's what we're going into. I've watched the prices just shoot up every time I go into the town, and it's quite, it's quite good actually going in once a month or so to see the prices. You really notice it then going up all the time, even for basic foodstuffs and things like that. Into the age of austerity, as you say, and unfortunately it whacks guys like me and you too, uh, who, who really don't have a big income. You could have if you wanted to, I suppose, at least I could if I wanted to, but I'd rather go this way, which is, uh, it gives me more rain to be uh, honest with you and not to promote certain things I might or might not agree with. So it's up to you, the listeners, to keep me going and support me. And donations, as I say, are awfully, really necessary now and, and really, really welcome. I try to chronicle, basically, the, the system uh, as we go through the big changes, the planned changes. And it's out in the open today for anybody who really wants a, a serious search of it to go into the, the big international organizations. And you'll find their planning for the future. You'll find out how we got to, to arrive at this particular time and place and society had planned a long, long time ago, just as the future for the next 50 years or 100 years is planned for the next generations to go through as well, and all the changes that are already formulated for them to experience in their lifetimes. It's, uh, it's not difficult at all, actually, because uh, all the big corporations, the big foundations all work together. You find IBM, and they're probably near the top as well, with all the big think tanks as they structured the world according to the new smart planet, the new smart system, the new smart society. In other words, uh, the, the dumbing down of the whole population of the planet uh, who to be, to be dependent upon their system of science and uh, equipment, etc., uh, in order that the leech might control you all the better. And that's really what it is. 
we're well underway. And, of course, part of the, the system, too, was to destroy all the societies that existed before all histories, all, about almost all religions, and, uh, and everything that really gave you the structure of society that kept you all together in order to bring out this new mishmash uh, that will eventually go into a global society of political correctness. And uh, it'll get rammed, it's already been rammed down our throats with the whole um, multicultural thing that's in soaps and everything to make sure you get the message. You're supposed to be a good person uh, and just simply blend in and forget your culture, forget your history. And the EU, for instance, has even stopped teaching history prior to World War II uh, for all. I mean, that's a massive block, the whole European Union. That's millions of people who will, get, who will grow up not knowing what happened before World War II. And that's the agenda, folks. We're in Orwell's 1984 a few years later. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the Matrix. And I've talked before about how the future is always planned. Uh, Everything that's released to the public was planned long, long before you ever dreamed of it, never mind smelled it. And uh, uh, things are implemented uh, when it's time to implement, especially technologies that are meant to coincide with cultural changes. Remember, too, that if you want to alter behavior in society uh, and in people, individuals, you simply put something into their environment that wasn't there before. And, of course, Skinner went on and on about that, too. And he worked with the government as well on various projects. Uh, as, as all these top, uh, now it's all neuroscientists uh, are, are working with them as well. Changing your behavior. Behavior modification, most behavior modification comes through actual uh, fiction, uh, really through movies and dramas and soaps, etc. It can turn the whole society upside down. And if you've lived long enough, you'll have seen it happening. You've witnessed it happening in your own lifetime as all moral standards are cast away for the new moral standards and the new PC way of being, which is at complete odds with the last one, you see. And that is the, the order out of chaos. You must create chaos, destroy the old order to bring in the new. In other words, to create that or, or to perfect that which was left imperfect to say at the top. And we're living through it all now. And everything is propaganda. Everything is deception, especially all your mainstream media news on all these wars, these continuous wars we've been having since 1990 uh, with Gulf War 1, 91, uh, to the present time. Continuous wars. But not only across the world, it's wars upon your mind back home as well. As, as society continues to go through the cultural, uh, oh, it's, it's a roller coaster really as we get pushed further and further into uh, the, the planned society, the society where no one will bond with anybody except for a few hours overnight. Uh, and that's really what's happening today. Uh, but we're already at that stage. People can't bond because they've had so many partners by the time they, they're, they're 18. Uh, they'll never bond with anyone. That's part of the destruction of the family units. Most people don't want families anymore. And they're dependent now in, in the first world countries on mass immigration from countries that still have families and they'll have children. So to pay off national debts, etc. But also to eradicate the, the one enemy, really, who's an awful useful tool and fool, uh, that fought all the wars for, the, for those who are the elites. Uh, we've almost finished the wars for them and have made sure there's nothing to go back to. We're all dysfunctional and we shall just fade away by, you know, by the wayside as time goes on. 
Everything is planned, in not only in a geopolitical fashion, but a social uh, geopolitical fashion as well. And that's how precise this agenda is. Depopulation will come, of course, it already is becoming, with cancer rates skyrocketing since the 50s and increasing all the time. And uh, that ties in exactly with their depopulation. Infertility is rampant. Uh, because of all the inoculations that, that were really by warfare um, attacks, really, plus your food, even your food has been so incredibly tampered with by <laughs> scientists who worked for the for the for the big warfare establishment suddenly are making your food, and we're supposed to feel good about that. You know? uh, so, uh, for the average person who wants to live in naivety, you have to let them allow them to live in this naivety. Uh, while you try and find a few, maybe around you or somewhere in life as you travel, they can understand what you're talking about. Most don't want to know. That's also a decision that they make. Don't burst my bubble. It will upset me. And that ties in, too, with the society that Bertrand Russell and the big players who designed this present time that we're living through now, they designed it a long time ago. They said we should create an, an, a society of egocentric and egocentric people, lovers of themselves, uh, narcissistic, and that's that they have done so. That's where people really are today. It's me, 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 and people now are so isolated from real people by playing on the internet and twittering away. They can't actually have face-to-face conversations anymore. They they feel all kind of uneasy when they have to talk and meet real people. Quite fascinating to study this as you go through life, and never don't panic about it. Just study it. And also the horrors that you must watch as well as country after country is taken down. And we're watching the last countries taken down that don't have the, the international bankers running the central banking system for them. Libya was one, of course, and they had no debt whatsoever. Of course, that's why it had to be taken down ultimately. And now it's getting plundered by the big corporations. They went to see prime ministers and presidents before they attacked the countries to divvy up uh, the oil fields. And the resources, water too is an incredible resource from Libya, and that will flow in different directions through Egypt into Israel and different places as well. So it's all done before the attack, and all the other pablum is simply demonizing an enemy in order to get the public support, albeit rather anemic, but it's good enough to, to go in and destroy peoples. And at home too, as all morality goes down the tubes, if there's any morality left, I don't know. Um, because moral relativity is taught through all the schools, it's in all the movies, and there's no real value on right and wrong anymore. It's all blurred, and that was an intentional technique as well. And we, we read articles in the papers all the time. Here's one here. I remember I mentioned the one last week, uh, or earlier on in the week, about uh, the police bureau in New York uh, busted for gun smuggling and uh, for one-armed bandit smuggling, just like the, the mob, the, the mafia and into various other things, drugs as well. That was a, a big story. It was kind of hushed up rather quickly from the, the New York Police Department. It says that there were eight uh, NYPD officers that they caught anyway, and one New Jersey Connections officers had been arrested on charges that they were running a gun smuggling ring that trafficked more than $1 million in illegal weapons and stolen goods. The officers arrested included five active duty officers assigned to Brooklyn and three retired NYPD officers. This is though two of the retired officers were active when committing the alleged crimes. The prosecutor said all those arrested were picked up by FBI agents and NYPD internal affairs investigations, or investigators said Tuesday. Um, 
But apart from all the firearms and so on, it says one officer bragged to informant in July as an associate displayed a shotgun for sale, that it was a sample, and they could get anything from A to Z. Uh, and then it goes into uh, one armed bandits, uh, stolen cigarettes, they're, they're lifting them out of uh, parked uh, tractor trailers and all the rest of it. This is a, a mob operation, which is not unusual for New York. And then you go into uh, this article that came out, uh, two Florida police officers to be charged. Two Florida police officers who allegedly stole cash from pain clinic clients, kidnapped a man and lied about cases when charged next, will be charged next week's, uh, Billy Kuepke, the detectives, and Brian Dodge of Fort Lauderdale Police Department's uh, Street Crimes Unit have been arrested under investigation uh, for, for several months. It says, um, they also have set up people and claim, they put cocaine on them and have them charged as well. How many people are in, in jail because of false, uh, false charges, eh? It makes you wonder, it really does. And um, so you, you can't really trust anything today, it's so corrupt. But that's meant to happen as all morality goes out the window. And um, we'll see more and more of this as even younger folk who are even more confused into the moral relativity grow up and start wearing the uniforms. You already see it in the military. It's one of the first places you'll see it where they slaughter with no compassion whatsoever. It's just another video game to them. And when you hear about all the, the, the drugs coming in from the U.S. border in Mexico, it's, it's rather unusual to see them actually easing up at certain parts of the border. It, kind of, it contradicts the whole intent of what they're supposed to be doing. The border between Big Bend National Park in Texas and the Mexican village of Boquillas in Del, Mar, Del Mar, Carmen uh, are being opened up. Says U.S. officials say the crossing, the first of its kind in the southern border, is a concession to trade and tourism in an isolated stretch of hard country where visitors now have to travel long distances to legally get across the Rio Grande and enter the U.S. Uh, U.S. Customs agent stationed miles away will remotely scan travelers' documents, interesting, allowing visitors to pass easily between Big Bend and the Mexican village of Boquillas del Carmen, which has fallen hard times as beefed-up border security cut down on U.S. visitors. Under the plan, surveillance cameras will monitor crossers at the entry point, which will be part of a visitor's center on the U.S. side. Park staff will be available to answer questions, and border patrol agents in the area would be on call to intervene if someone tries to skirt the system. Well, you know it's set up to skirt the system because the drug boys will be through there with fake ID, uh, colluding with uh, uh, the, the, the intelligentsia on both sides, obviously, that they've been doing for years. That's the world you live in, isn't it? And I, I've been saying for years, the whole idea of uh, Europe, which is to be a big, which already is a big super parliament, a super Soviet, you might say, um, where you must amalgamate all the countries into one super government, which has already happened, and trying to get the last vestiges of sovereignty away from them via uh, this uh, monetary crisis that was brought on by them. I mean, it's so, so crazy. Uh, if one ship is sinking, why should you all end up sinking trying to save the sinking ship? That doesn't make sense. It's not meant to. It's meant to get you all into trouble. So the only way out is to go even deeper into debt and amalgamate totally. That's, and of course, that's what they're after. But it's also got an added effect too, because now they bring China into it, you see, interdependency. So this article here says the head of Eurozone's bailout fund is beginning attempts to persuade China to invest in a scheme to help rescue member countries facing debt crisis. 
after meeting Chinese leaders, Claus Regling said there was no formal, formal negotiations and there would be no deal now at the, at the moment. It's thought China may pay about 70 billion euros or 100 billion dollars into the fund, which is expected to be boosted to 1 trillion euros. So now they'll be all be tied together, you see. It's thought China, um, it says, meanwhile, uh, French President Nicolas Sarkozy said debt-ridden Greece's entry into the Eurozone was a mistake. What takes all these trillions of dollars before they admit? It's no mistake at all, folks, believe you me. It says, Greece was not ready when it joined in 2001, he said, adding that it could be rescued uh, thanks to a new deal on the debt crisis. European leaders worked into the early hours of Thursday in Brussels to secure an agreement aimed at preventing the crisis from spreading to larger Eurozone economies. The deal triggered a worldwide shares rally. So in other words, here we are tied in totally with China, which is the whole idea that the thing in the first place. And it also gives the IMF, the World Bank, and the Bank for International Settlements a total control over the, all of Europe now. That was part of the big, big plan that they were after. They wrote about it back in the 1920s. Interesting, eh? Pulled off to back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. And you know, as I say, when all values go down the tubes because of moral relativity, where there's no real right and wrong, it's all blurred anymore, and uh, and no one can really make a decision or conviction on anyone because you can't judge them anymore. You know, well, it could happen to anybody and all that kind of stuff. And that's how they, they, they get you through moral relativity at school, and they actually do better jobs at university. They give you all these scenarios where, oh, if five are lying sick and one could be saved quickly and one could die, and this other one you could save his life. It would take ten hours, and other ones might die. Who would you pick, etc., etc. Until by the end of your whole course, there's no real right and wrong anymore. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's all a group type think. And they go into moral, other moral decisions too. And until nothing's wrong anymore, you see. Now here's an article here too from the Centre from Disease Control. The Centre of Disease Control's directors arrested for child molestation and bestiality. Well, I've told you before, you see, only the, the, the psychopathic ones get up to the top. Centre for Disease Control is an interesting uh, organisation because, you see, it's a military organisation. And when you look into their sites, you'll see that most of them wearing uniforms at the top. But they also have other people in from Civvy Street as well, uh, working alongside of them. But anyway, this article here says a high-ranking CDC official who played a significant role in the 2009 H1N1 propaganda campaign that was to make you all take the flu shot, which was useless, has been arrested and charged with two counts of child molestation and one count of bestiality. Uh, as an official in charge of the CDC health recommendations for all American children, her actions raise troublesome questions about her level of concern for the health and well-being of children in general. Other recent stories raising questions about the ethics and integrity of the agency include documentation showing that the CDC has never obtained any input from toxicology experts to assess the health effects of water fluoridation and the recent fraud indictment of Dr. Thorson, who's hired by the CDC to debunk the link between thimerosal and vaccines and autism. It's what such a corrupt system really is. Anyway, it says Dr. Kimberly Quinlan Lindsay, a top official with the Centre for Disease Control and Prevention, has been arrested and charged with two counts of child molestation and the one count of bestiality. 
she joined the CDC in 1999, currently the Deputy Director for the Laboratory Science Policy and Practice Program Office. She's second in command of the program office. Prior to that role, she was a senior health scientist in the Office of Public Health Preparedness and Response. You can imagine how, what she'd be like in that, you know. <laughs> I don't want to even picture it in my mind. An, an officer oversees allocation process for $1.5 billion in terrorism preparedness. Terrorism preparedness. Authorities have charged Lindsay's, also to charge her boyfriend, it says, living boyfriend Thomas Joseph of Westerman, 42, with two counts of child molestation. The two are accused of immoral and indecent sexual acts involving a six-year-old. The bestiality charge says Lindsay did unlawfully perform or submit to any sexual act with an animal. Between January and August last year, Dr. Lindsay and her boyfriend allegedly involved the child during sex and DeKalb County Police claim they discovered photographs of Lindsay performing sex acts on a couple of her pets. Some of you may wonder why I've chosen to discuss the story. Some may think it's in poor taste and doesn't belong in a newsletter about health. However, I believe it's irrelevant to be aware that someone in charge of your child's health is allegedly engaged in child abuse. Well, you should really, really think about these things because they are. You know, there's more perils at the top, really. That's where they go if they're psychopathic. They, they go right to the top. And they've always got to get another high because psychopaths live on highs. That's, they love drugs too. They love drugs. And they have no moral qualms about anything. So they break all the moral rules uh, to get a, a bigger and bigger high. Anyway, this Dr. Lindsay played a primary role in the bogus swine flu propaganda campaign in 2009, even though it was a complete sham. And I'll put this article up on uh, my site along with other articles I mentioned tonight at cuttingthroughmatrix.com at the end of the broadcast. But these are simple examples of what you'd find if you were to check into any of these uh, people at the top of every agency that, that runs your life, actually. Because only psychopaths can get up there. You see, you live in a psychopathic system. It's their system. They designed it a long, long time ago for you, starting with the cash system. And it, it takes a swift mind and a, and a good ability to corn people uh, to manage that kind of system and right to the present day. And it started thousands of years ago. Some people would thought, well, let's get big guys as a gang and we'll go and rob people. No, that's a lower level psychopath. The ones who keep says, oh, well, we'll create this thing called money and then we can own the, the peoples who have armies and pay the armies and get bigger armies, you see, because without money, armies would just eventually give up and walk off home, which they used to do at one time. So the guys who rule the money system rule the world and they always give you a psychopathic system. It spins off down from their like scales off of them, falling off them from the top down to the ones at the bottom, and they give you the psychopathic system. And uh, well, this stuff's all in movies now, and it's all part of entertainment. So society is getting perverted as we go along anyway. Again, moral relativity. Also to show you that nothing is new, as I say, all technologies are designed long, long before you ever read anything in popular science saying we're working on something. It's always a lie. Uh, anything they discuss to the public and working on something or hope to one day find an ability to do this, blah, 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 has been done long ago. And what you're presented with is something that's technically antique from those at the top because there's three levels, three levels of every kind of science. And there's a universal level, Professor all down, then there's the one above them, uh, and then one above them again. And even the ones that come out with things that really work eventually are still lower-level research. That's what's called research. So the searching's already been done before. But this article here is on the Internet, discussed in 1967, and to show you how far they knew they would take it back then. Back with more after this. 
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about how when anything's announced to the public through the mainstream, or what we think of as cutting-edge magazines to do with science, it's always obsolete. And the real stuff was designed a long, long time ago. And, and what we get at the bottom is always obsolete to those at the top, of course. But this article, there's actually three parts of it to do with the Internet. I think it was first produced in 1967. And uh, it, it shows you a family with uh, flat-top screens uh, and, and uh, desktops uh, doing all their stuff on the Internet, shopping, the whole thing, their banking, with the automatic deductions. They get printouts from a printer, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it shows you it from 1967. It was put out by Philco and Ford. And Philco was one of the big electronics companies back then. But... Uh, it just shows you how, how this stuff doesn't come out of someone's imagination, believe you me, when they're dead on with everything. That's the agenda. Long, long time ago. So I'll put the links up for that tonight too. Getting back to corruption is rampant, rampant in society. It's the normal actually in society now. And um, you, you, one of the best things they can do, of course, is keep it all secret from the public. If they can, if they get caught, they classify it as, as, as make it classified for so many years. This happened to do with the incredible amount of money that's, that's gone missing in these wars, these ongoing wars of constant conflict. It says, Wartime Contracting Commission classifies the findings of the fraud and, and theft for the next 20 years. Although the Commission on Wartime Contracting was created to expose waste and abuse, their records are sealed until 2031. This year, transparency again. The Commission on Wartime Contracting in Iraq and Afghanistan has decided to not reveal its full findings and materials to the public for another two decades, despite its stated purpose of investigating and exposing government waste. Uh, the Commission has been at work for three years, revealing that up to $60 billion in U.S. war funds were lost uh, due to waste, fraud and abuse. One report concluded that criminal behavior and blatant corruption were directly responsible for much of the waste and expensive reconstruction projects in Iraq and Afghanistan since 2002. It also found that one in every six contracting and grant dollars spent in Iraq and Afghanistan has been wasted, which is what they mean is stolen. But the Commission now says it won't allow its full records to be opened to the public at the National Archives until 2031, because according to one official, some of the documents contain sensitive information. I mean, it's so bad they can't tell you, in other words. No, no one will care in 20 years. We'll be up in, in crisis trying to get food and bread crusts by then. Evidence of government theft, profligacy, criminality, and a waste is indeed sensitive information. That revealing uh, these things was the purpose of the commission seems lost on those deciding to hide important information from Americans. Throughout U.S. history, that information which has been withheld from the public has primarily been withheld to prevent voters from having the chance to make informed decisions about their political leaders. The Obama administration came in promising unprecedented transparency in government, but this is yet another example of keeping the workings of government secret so as to insulate Washington bureaucrats from accountability. But uh, that's nothing new in that. All countries are doing that. Britain is just the same too. 
And Britain generally classifies it for 50 years. And by that time, everyone involved is retired with multi-millions and lived and gone fishing and died, and no one cares about them. Now, Canada's coming out with uh, the plastic money. Plastic money's already been introduced into Australia, I think New Zealand, and some other countries. And it all looks much the same. Uh, it, it's got little windows in it, too, and I don't know if something's embedded in the window or not, or holographic stuff. But uh, plastic money, see, it's a great con game, uh, the whole idea of recycling plastic, because uh, the, the idea was to train the public, again, behavior modification, with the help of law to enforce it, you know, always give you threat at the same time and, and fear. And uh, the, the government then uh, is approached by big corporations, actually they're approached in advance with the whole scam, who get the public purse to build on plastic recycling plants, and then they make plastic products. And then the public delivers it to them. We, we sort it out ourselves, little peasants that we are, and, uh, and through fear, because we're fear of, for all of getting you know, fined for not putting it in the right box, we sort it all out for them. Our, the public purse uh, pays for the transportation down to these big centres and factories that we built with our money for private companies. And then they make new goods out of it. So plastic money is, is, a, is a fantastic way for the big boys. Again, they won't have to buy paper anymore. They get all this for free. So this, it's this dirty, sexy money. People sought sex toys, religious symbols, and on plastic cash. It says Canada's new plastic money may give you a little more bang for your buck. A new document show a focus group mistook a strand of DNA on the $100 bill for a sex toy. Why were they looking under microscopes on the $100 bill? Most people also thought the see-through window on the new polymer notes was shaped like the contours of a woman's body. Bank of Canada Governor Mark Carney holds a new $100 bill as he unveils the new polymer banknotes in 50 and 100 denominations at the Bank of Canada in Ottawa on Monday, June 20th, 2011. I wonder if it's still made in Germany because that's where Canada's money is printed. It's a German company that does it. Canada's new plastic money may give you a little more bang for your buck. So it goes the same thing again. It says, uh, um, most people also thought the see-through window on the new polymer notes was shaped like the contours of women's body. Others looked into the portholes of a famed Canadian icebreaker and saw a skull and crossbones staring, staring back at them. These are some of the offbeat image focus groups thought they saw on the plastic bank notes that go into circulation next month. It says, internal documents show the Bank of Canada fretted that Canadians would find all kinds of unintended images on the new bills. In other words, this is a, a, this is a gloss-over piece, this whole thing. It's rubbish, in other words. It's rubbish. It's, it's just it's skim why we're doing it, and the fact that they're getting it all for free, and the fact that it's also to be printed overseas. And we don't really actually have a Bank of Canada anymore. We have a guy who negotiates with the private banks all the loans for the government. So it kicks off, as I say, next month. And we'll see what comes out of it, destroying the rest of them. So it's plastic, plastic, plastic. And getting back to plastics and so on, and a gender-bending chemical that makes girls as young as three aggressive and hyperactive. This is a common chemical used in products ranging from baby bottles to CD cases. could be causing girls as young as three to become hyperactive and aggressive, researchers have claimed. I love these researchers, don't tell you who they are. I said, a leading U.S. scientists have found that those exposed to higher levels of bisphenol A and the women are more likely to suffer from behavioral problems. It's interesting that because we know that it definitely affects the male fetus between 8 and 12 weeks and literally will emasculate him before, you know, he's born. 
and he'll have problems throughout his life. But anyway, they, they've well known, they've known that, and I put various articles up over the years on that very topic. These are estrogen mimickers, and it's in makeup, it's in, it's in the creams women slap on them faces, it's, it's in their perfumes, it's in the food, it's in so many different things uh, that they make sure that everyone gets it. And getting back to Charles Galton Darwin, the physicist who worked in the Manhattan Project in the 1940s, in the 1950s, he published the book The Next Million Years uh, on, from the, the least point of view. You, got, you have to read it if you haven't read it. Because he outlines the techniques they would use to ensure they would effeminate the males. Uh, and he also said that if we altered the, the hormonal levels of male and females, it might make the females more aggressive uh, and the men more placid and various other traits as side effects. So it's interesting to couple that in with this article here. It says BPA, which is used to harden plastics, we found in the lines of tins, bottles, the ends of knives and forks, etc. It's known as a gender-bending chemical, as previous studies have shown it can interfere with the way hormones are processed. Well, that's exactly what uh, uh, Charles Gaunt Darwin says. It must uh, disrupt the, the, the endocrine system, the, the hormone-producing system, and it's been awfully, awfully successful. Otherwise, you see all the lesser types, the useless eaters that would, that would be around now, in a post-industrial society would outbreed, he said, uh, the ones who should dominate, the better types, you know, the, the more the, the academic type, the scientific classes, the ones who are way up there, as opposed to those who are left down there with no work to go to. It's all been done, folks. He also discussed injecting it into you, putting in the water and the food. Well, they've done a whole lot with it. They've done everything with it. They've missed a beat uh, to make sure it happens that way. And that's why in the 60s, actually, uh, a few years after he wrote the book, uh, it was noticeable uh, But people like even Professor Carl Quigley, who mentioned in his own book, he says, uh, it's, it's suddenly, he said, uh, apart from all the free love stuff that was promoted and put out intentionally by a very select few people back back then, he also mentioned that suddenly uh, girls were, were having no hips and having problems giving birth to children. Well, nothing happens suddenly and your biological makeup by itself. It's not evolution, you see. It's not evolution at all. The only way we know we can make people evolve or change is by chemical interference or tampering with your DNA or X-raying you too many times. But suddenly you had uh, women with problems with childbirth, narrower hips, narrower pelvic cavity, and that's still the problem today. And these are just the proofs of that when they sit at think tanks at the top discussing what Charles Galton Darwin talks about, they, they all, you can always take it to the bank. These guys will do what they want. They don't have these big meetings for no reason and make a wish list up and say, oh, if only we had unlimited power, we'd do... No, no, they already had unlimited power. And they don't ask for volunteers, obviously. They just go ahead and do it. Now, we know that Prince Charles has been a bit of a joke, of course, because Prince Charles has, has come up with some gaffes in his, when he opens his mouth, just like his daddy. I remember his daddy, who was really a, a Prussian, uh, who, that was kind of imported with his family in, in Greece, and then they were kicked out of there. They import them because they ran out of royalty in Greece, you see. So they imported this bunch in, and eventually they kicked them all out, along with 80 of his relatives, and they were, they were, you know, they pushed off and fobbed up on the British taxpayer for years. It was 60 years before they'd made to the taxpayer, you're paying them, each one of them millions of dollars, pounds actually, keeping them happy in the lifestyle they were accustomed to. But anyway, um, his daddy often said that the British man was too work, too lazy, he should be more like the Germans. Here he was, getting living on, on the taxpayer's purse for the British. 
that didn't matter. But Charlie's much the same, you know. Charlie was a total failure at school. He, he, uh, I don't think, I don't think he passed any exams at all. And they used to keep uh, coming out with promos and, and little leads in the newspaper saying, oh, he's, he's getting a special trumpet uh, exercise now from a specialist and this, this expert musician uh, who says that Charles has got a real hang of it and then it would fade away because he knew down well he was gaffing it up. He wasn't very good at all. And then they would come up with different campaigns to give Charlie a reason for being. And then eventually they came out with, oh, the prince without a function. You had no real function. And then they hit upon environmental sustainability and architecture, and they, and they gave it to this Dumbo. And he's been doing his campaigns ever since all about that. But anyway, he comes out with gaffes. I mean, I remember once he said he was an Olympian. This is like a high society, kind of semi-secret of the... In other words, the ones at the top who make decisions like gods for the rest of society. Then he came out and said that uh, uh, he was ascended directly from David. So that kind of confused everybody. And then then he also said that he wasn't just defender of the faith. that used to be Christian in Britain. He suddenly came out and said he was defender of faiths, you see. And now he's, he's related to Dracula. It says, Blue Bloods, Prince Charles joins campaign to save Transylvania's forests because of his family's connections to Count Dracula, you know, old Vlad the Bad. So it says his campaign to save the forests of Transylvania, inspired by his ancestral links to Vlad the Impaler. This is a guy who's a kind of a hero. At one point when he, he, he stopped the Tartars invasions coming in by basically putting, well, borders of, of people on, on, on on shafts, they were shafted, that was the original meaning of shafting, by the way, where they, they, they impaled you by pulling you down via the anus on a very sharp stick, uh, a, a stake, and right up, up through your mouth. That was a very popular thing for royalty to do back then. William the Conqueror did it too uh, when he came into Britain. Anyway, uh, it, it says, uh, the 15th century nobleman, better known as the patron Dracula, he wants to drink your blood just like Charles, who's a bit anemic looking. Rapid economic growth in Romania, which is now part of the EU, means that the forests of the Carpathian Mountains are under threat from development and logging. Beautiful area. It truly is a beautiful area. Uh, but Charles is, is buying up, like a lot of his, his buddies are buying up beautiful areas across the whole planet, you see, where they haven't introduced all their artificial seeds and all the rest of it. The prince is calling for the forests, some of them last untouched wilderness in Europe, to be te- protected before they're lost, like the woodland that once covered Britain. What they're actually doing is buying... They're buying uh, whole villages and towns up, just like the old feudal days, you know. So technically they own uh, all the people uh, and, and the little farms and, and the tradesmen and everything else. For, to make sure that anything goes wrong with their, their plans, uh, like plan, you know, probably down near Y or something or Z, uh, then they can always go to these little places and keep being served like they used to do in the days of old. And says, anyway, um, the same from Transylvanian Prince Vlad III, known by the sobriquet uh, Vlad the Impaler and patronym Dracula, right through his great-grandmother Queen Mary, wife of George V. He claims a family connection to the area through Vlad III of Wallachia, who earned the, the sobriquet Vlad the Impaler. The 15th century nobleman notorious for his bloodthirsty campaigns against the Ottomans and fierce repression of his people as a distant ancestor of Charles's great-grandmother Queen Mary. And um, it's quite interesting to to read the, the rubbish because see most is a lot of it's what we call BS uh, because uh, you see Charles's family really comes in from from Prussia and Germany uh, and in those days you know when when uh, King George came over when they kind of were running out of royal blood and all that 
uh, a lot of them had come in as merchants and they bought they bought their their, their duchesses or duchies and their the places they lived and eventually acquired the titles. So they have to try and make connections between preceding royalty that lived before them. So a lot of it's nonsense. You know, a lot of it's nonsense. You have to really go into that to find out who they really are. But what is true is that uh, the royalty done through the ages loved this impaling thing, and they actually did that across Britain and elsewhere just to terrify the public whenever they moved into a country. And King William did that too, as I say, and and uh, and various conquerors. Ones, ones out of the great and called conquerors generally did the same thing and terrified the public. And it works awfully well, mind you. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Another article here, too, is rewriting the past at the Ministry of Truth. It's a good article uh, on real science to do, and it shows you how how uh, the climate uh, graphs, etc., from days gone by were, were altered, and, and most of them disappeared. But they show, they show some of the original ones with the real temperatures and the real stuff as, as opposed to the stuff that they, they made up and tried to put down the memory hole. And that's how you rewrite history or rewrite reality is get rid of all the old data and, and, and put new stuff in pretending it is old data. So this article is quite good. It's got a lot of uh, links to it. Uh, it never happened. Client science denial. Rewriting history. Hiding the decline and, and warming. Uh, making the past cooler in, in Danivang, Texas. Etc. Etc. So they, they literally fudge so many stuff. But this, art, this site shows you what they've changed, fudged and lied about as opposed to the actual records that were available at the time. It's well worth looking at. I'll put this link up too. Um, Britain, as, as I say, is privatized pretty well from top to bottom, and um, even private companies looking after their missile sites. And you've also got the police as well. Second Midland Police Force are to hire private cops. The Second Midland Police Force is hiring private renter cops who work on murder investigations. The Sunday Mercury can reveal. And I'll talk about this article when I come back after these messages. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and... uh, uh, just finishing off, before I take the caller, to do with the private policing of Britain now. Security Corps got some big contracts, but now they call them G-Force, G-4-S, which is G-Force. Now we'll go to Alex from Victoria, B.C. Are you there, Alex? Hi, yes, I am. Yes. How are you? Not too bad, yeah. Well, I'm just reading your uh, volume one, cutting through, and um, it's just amazing. I, my son and I were reading it. And we've got 14 pages into it. We can't ra- wait to keep doing it. We we parked the French Revolution and everything else we were doing. Yeah. And uh, it's the most generous writing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You see more each time you read it, the way it's written. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we plan on reading it quite a few times because it, it's not all going to go in at once. But um, it, it's it, you can see that you'd have to read it several times and maybe uh, even use a color-coded sort of uh, system to maybe read it once without trying to get the interpretation and the meanings behind all the words and then to read that and learn that. Yeah. Because that's, there, there's a, you know, a double the value right there. And yes. um, it's just, it's, a, it's really awesome. It really deprograms you, just like you said it did. It's amazing. 
Yeah, this is the whole key. I mean, only recently they're coming out with uh, the, the different um, secret society codings. There's been some stuff in newspapers recently about them. And, and what I try to show you is the techniques that are used and have been used for an awful long time. Uh, that multiple levels of coding. And that's why when you, once you've read the, the book, you have to start again at the beginning because now you understand higher levels. And you'll see more of more of them as you go through the same, the same reading material. <laughs> it's quite, it's a different technique of, of waking you up. And you have to, you see, we're, we're passive, we're, we're passive viewers of television or passive readers of mainstream. And I try to make the mind wake up as it's supposed to do to interpret for itself and reject or accept or think at least what they're actually looking at and thinking about. And it works awfully well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the word television was interesting, the way you cut that up and, and made it uh, like, you know, how you told us how it works. Yes. It, it's awesome. It, it's really uh, fulsome. And, but but there's, uh, there's nothing out there, you know, that wasn't put out there for a purpose, especially with, with names of things. Uh, there's not a darn thing. Uh, that was put out there just just for our name's sake. It was put out there with, with occultic meeting, meanings in them, actually. Yeah, blatantly by those that laugh up their sleeves as, as we parrot the words without thinking about them. Yeah. And, and here they all are going right right back to trog, troglodytes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was young, there was a group called the troglodytes. They called them the trogs, and they wrote some, uh, some interesting songs as well. And there was movies put up about uh, the troglodytes as well that come up out of manhole covers. But it goes back to the days of Herodotus even, who, who went to Egypt, like all the, the philosophers did and historians did from Greece. And they were all trained in Egypt. And he, he went underground and he talked about the miles of underground tunnels underneath Egypt uh, where they could actually put whole armies through and pop up behind enemies and things like this. So underground, uh, the use of underground bases is nothing new. It's an incredibly old system. And then Francis Bacon puts the same thing in his uh, in New Atlantis, where, where uh, America, he's talking about America, would be run with a, apparently a government on top, an open government, but in reality be run by by experts and scientists who lived underground or inside mountains. Then you think like um, all the all the underground bases they have today, they admit to uh, from the Cold War, and no doubt they've got new ones again, all all set up for for the future too. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you very much for everything you're doing, and and um, I I'm going to read this a couple of times. Absolutely. Okay, doke. Take care then, and call again. Uh, from Hamish Marcella from Ontario, Canada. It's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you. Remember, buy the books and discs because I don't use hucksterism and shameless advertising to bring the cash in here. See you Monday. <laughs>